This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in New York discussing America's first legally- haunted house. Then we'll talk about a murder arrest that leads to a release due to a legal error. Buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Empire State. Haunted houses. My favorite. Ghost, poltergeist, paranormal activity, demonic spirits. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Usually, this stuff isn't real. It's folklore legends, and old stories passed around the neighborhood about that big vacant house on the corner with the grown-up yard. But the house I'm going to tell you about today was the first house to be legally declared haunted by a court of law. That's right. It's known as the Ghostbusters ruling. And this house happens to sit just 10 minutes from the Tapin Z Bridge over the Hudson River from Sleepy Hollow, the birthplace of the legend of the Headless Horseman. Kinda makes you wonder if there's something going on over in this area. But before you get too excited about breaking dishes and dining room chairs stacked neatly on the kitchen table, like the movie Poltergeist, or static TVs that growl at you, the ghosts in this story are friendly. In the early 1990s, the Ackley family put their Victorian home that overlooked the Hudson River up for sale. It wouldn't be hard to do since it was over 4,000 square foot with five bedrooms and four baths. This home was built in 1890 and was gorgeous. The interior had been updated, but it still felt and looked like you know, had the old school charm, like your house. There's a Victorian house for sale nearby that's humongous. You already have a house. I know, but it's like the classic, like the the rotunda types things, spindles. It looks like a gingerbread house. It's really cute. Is it $100 million? It's very expensive. Yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) And too big, but it's really cute. Never. So not long after it was listed, Jeff Stamboski put in a bid and he got the house. Surprise. You just bought a haunted house, sir. Man, jealous. Same. Kind of. (laughs) So the Ackleys moved into this vacant house in the 1960s and had their work cut out for them. They fixed it up, painted, all the things, but they were warned that their waterfront home was haunted. Local tales that your grandma would tell you or the kids at school would tease about, there weren't any murders or anything horrific that happened there, but it had spirits, if you will. That always leaves me with questions. Like, why are they? Right. So Helen Ackley, the new owner, wrote and published a story for Reader's Digest about their haunted house in the 1970s titled Our Haunted House on the Hudson. She made this house notorious. She said there were three ghosts in the house, a married couple from the 18th century, and a Navy lieutenant. 
She had contacted a paranormal researcher, Bill Merrill, and medium Glenn Johnson, who claimed that they contacted two spirits, the married couple. Helen's daughter, Cynthia, who was a little child, claimed to be woken up in the morning for school every day by one of the spirits shaking her bed. The family reported hearing footsteps and doors slamming. Helen's son claimed to see one of the spirits face to face. And eventually, her grandchildren would go on to have experiences with the ghost, too. So, same daughter, Cynthia, when she was young, she says she told the ghost she was on spring break, so don't wake me up in the morning. And she wanted to sleep in, and so they left her alone. Wow. Many years later, one of her other daughter's fiancés reported hearing a conversation in an empty room in the house. He would later say... One night, when they were in bed, it felt like someone was leaning up against him. So he was lying on the side of the bed, he said, and it felt like someone was kind of almost laying on him Mm -hmm. or pushing against him. Mm -hmm. He said he saw the image of a woman, and she walked back out of the room about a couple minutes later. So these are just a few stories that are mentioned in the Reader's Digest article But despite all of these experiences, they coexisted peacefully with the ghost. When they decided to sell their house, Helen wanted to make very sure that the person buying it knew that the house was haunted. She would not sign the contract until she spoke with them and this was disclosed. Wow. So her agent contacted Mr. Stambovsky and told him he laughs and said he'd call Ghostbusters. She signed the paperwork. It went into closing. A week later, the buyer wanted to meet her in person at the house to discuss the spirits. (laughs) So they meet up. She tells him everything that he asks. It was then that he decided to back out of purchasing the home. Hmm. He said he wasn't scared But he didn't know the details of the haunting, and he was worried that these tales and the Reader's Digest article would devalue his home. So he wouldn't be able to sell it later Hmm. on. So they go to court. Okay, wow. The judge dismissed the complaint by Mr. Stambovsky. It was appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. The judge there sided with Mr. Stambovsky that the buyer beware clause should be set aside in this context because the defect wasn't a physical one. So this means like if there's a crime in the area that could devalue your home or, you know, the market based on some stigmatized property issue, then it should be disclosed. Yeah. No one was murdered. No one was murdered. But... Since Helen had promoted the story of the haunted house to the community and in publications, she couldn't deny any of it. So she kind of shot herself in the foot. Mm -hmm. So the court wrote, having reported the ghost presence in the local press and national publications, the defendant cannot deny their existence. And as a matter of law, this house is haunted. Wow. So the home has since been bought and sold several times. No one has reported any hauntings since the Ackleys have moved out, Hmm. which was like in 1991. Hmm. Owners have included Adam Brooks, who co-wrote Practical Magic. Ooh. 
and Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, the singer. singer. Mm -hmm. So allegedly, medium and paranormal investigator was brought back in and the spirits told them that they didn't like the new owners and they thought they would just move on to the other side. Wow. And that's why it hasn't been haunted. So the last time this house sold, it went for 600000 over asking price. Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, that'll make a house sell for more, not less. 600000 over? Yeah. I put an offer in on a house and I went like 3000 over. There's no way. <laughs> People must really yeah. want to live in this legally deemed haunted house. I mean, that is pretty cool, but not that cool. To spend that much money. Some people would steer clear of buying a home like this, but other people yeah. apparently seek it out. So I wouldn't want anything in my house that wasn't paying rent. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Besides Max. Maybe if they did housework. I feel like, yeah, you can stay. Max can, can stay. stay. Wendy can stay. Mm. Maybe a six foot three fireman with that little <laughs> that little V thing. A little V thing. <laughs> Like a Ken doll. Seriously, though, no thanks. I dig a haunted house like far away that I can mm -hmm. go tour, but I don't want to worry about you watching me Yeah, in my private moments. Like, I would never poop again. Oh, gosh. Ever. Anyways, all that being said, here are some classic signs that your house may be haunted mm. and also maybe an explanation of what really may be going on that's not a demon okay. or a ghost. So buckle up. Ready? Mm -hmm. Cold spots. Cold spot in your home could be a sign of a ghost. If there's a room or an area in your house that is noticeably colder than the rest of the space, it's more than likely your air ducts leaking. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I mean. It's not a ghost. Yeah. EMF readings is number two. This is a builder's website that I got this off of. Oh. EMF readings. Ghost hunters will look for EMF spikes as a sign of a ghost, which EMF stands for electric or magnetic field. And these fields can be caused by a wide variety of reasons, but these readers can also detect a spike near an electrical appliance or even like an outlet. Oh, so okay. this is not harmful or proof of a ghost. It just means that everything electronic is working correctly in your house. Right. <laughs> door slamming. A sudden slamming of a door can obviously scare the shit out of you. It's more than likely a draft that the leaky ventilation system has led to. <laughs> or sometimes, you know, like when you have one door open oh, and, and you, you open, open the outside uh -huh. door and it's Boom. Mm -hmm. It scares me every time. It kind of creates that little suction. Yeah, that's exactly. Number four, unknown smells. Oh, boy. If you can't pinpoint where a smell in your home is coming from, it could be something in your vents rather than a malevolent presence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes wildlife, like rats and squirrels, get stuck inside. So check that out before you call a priest to come over and bless your house. It is always interesting, though, when people say they smell something very specific. Yeah. Like if they don't smoke, no one smokes, and they are in a room and they're like, and they it smell smells like smoke. smoke. Or like it smells like honey buns in here and I haven't cooked anything. That's always really... Yeah, um, that's interesting. Because like, obviously I feel like you'd know it's a dead animal. Burnt toast, you're having a stroke. Yeah. Moaning sounds is number five. Unknown sounds may seem like a ghostly groan, but they're more than likely caused by air in your water pipes. 
So it's not a problem. It's just improper water pressure. Mine is the cat. If something <laughs> loud happens in the middle of the night, it's Jack's. It's a cat. Oh, let's see. A feeling of dread is another one. One supposed sign of a ghost that's hard to pin down is an unexplained feeling of dread. People who experience this describe a feeling like you're being watched or you break into a cold sweat. The scientific explanation for this is infrasounds. This is a sound that is below the human ear, but still within range that humans can feel the vibrations of the sound. Mechanical equipment in your home, such as your water heater or your HVAC, are capable of producing these sounds and giving you that feeling. This list sucks because it's just like everything that you think may be a booger, you're like, oh, shit, it's my hot water heater. Yeah. So here's another article that I'm going to read and bore you guys with. This is according to U.S. News and Sterling Moon, who is a medium and tarot card reader. And these are some more signs that your house may be haunted. Electrical and power problems, such as flickering lights, which are a, you know, it's in every scary movie, which can be logically explained to an electrical issue. However, Mr. Moon points to consistent and ongoing electrical appliance and power draining issues as a potential that there are several energies in your house playing around. So this article is debunking the previous one I read. Hmm. (laughs) So he says that electrical problems, you know, such as phone batteries that won't stay charged, but other things seem to be going on normal, could be a sign that you have a booger in your house. You know, we came back from our vacation and our dining room light that dims doesn't work. What? There's no fan attached to it, so we couldn't test that. And I just assumed it's a light bulb. I have spare light bulbs. Uh-huh. So I replaced one of them because you would think if you replace one, at least the one will work. doesn't work. So I don't know what's going on. You have a ghost. I'm telling you. Do you have you. to replace all of them sometimes for it to work? I never heard I of that. I wouldn't think so. Maybe It just doesn't work. Maybe replace all of them and see what happens. No light. It's weird. And I hate it because I like that light because you can dim it. Well. It's a real pain in my ass. You have a ghost. <laughs> According to Mr. Moon. If they could fix that. Um. So... The next thing is he's going to go on and say noises, same time of day or night. He says creaking is common because your foundation settles and plaster falls between the walls or floorboards creak. But if you're hearing a constant noise that you can't explain at similar times of the night or day, it could be a ghost. And he doesn't explain why. He just, he just says, says it could ghost. be. Well, I mean, he's a medium, so. Well, Samuel hears <laughs> noises in his bathroom, the bathroom in our hall. He thinks there's an animal living under there, not a cat, but like something else. Is that where your little hole is that you leave open? No. Oh. But he thinks something specifically. He like hears it under where the tub is scratching. I've never oh heard my it, though. God. I've never heard it. And I believe him because we've had a bug issue in his bathroom. Oh, my gosh. It's been a mess. A bug issue. Like flies? from an animal. We don't know. Because I'm like, Amityville, you remember, they had all the flies. No, no flies. That's weird. I bet you have an animal under there. Yeah. Or a demon. Probably not. It's probably a raccoon or something. Yeah. Okay, last thing that I'm going to read. 
and then you can go on with your story. Dreams. Man. It's hard to distinguish whether a dream is tied to what's happening in your home or can be easily dismissed as just a dream. But if you're dreaming about a person you've never met, it may be tied to other goings on in your home. Dream visitations is what it is called, and it is super common, mm. according to Mr. Moon. So, have you ever had a lucid dream before? I don't know what that word means. So, basically, and I have friends that do this, they have them and they know how to maneuver them. Friends so, that I know? No. Okay. Because um, I'm like, our friends are full of shit. <laughs> they're liars. They're, they're liars. Know. No. Uh, like they've said that they dream, and when they're in a dream, they basically know they're in a dream. Oh yeah, so I've they done can that. make choices. I have done that and have it turn go the way they want. I ha- I did that literally last weekend. That is so cool to me. It, but you let me tell you off the air. I'll give you a little three by five now. The dream I had was about someone that I know and see on a regular basis, and it was a sex dream. Huh? Like a sneaky leak sex dream. <laughs> That I would have never sneaky leaked with this person. Okay. But there were other people in the dream that I know, and we were out of town for something, Mm. and I don't know, quote unquote, I ran into this person at this (laughs) place we were at. So I'm- I'm literally making choices Uh through the dream on we should go here, we should eat here, ordered a drink at a bar. Mm -hmm. It was- it was very real, and it felt like I I dreamt it for hours. That's so interesting. So I've weird. Never had anything. And like then that. I ran into that person and almost shat myself. Oh gosh! Because I was be looking so at awkward. them like, did you did we did you have the same? Oh uh, yeah. No. That, that's yeah. Very weird and hmm. super uncomfortable. I don't know. Well, you can. No, I do know. It was weird. You can. Learn how to lucid dream, and I tried this a few years ago. Why after do you always I always want to weird shit to happen <laughs> to you. I, just, I don't know. I want chaos. No, I really don't. But it's. I tried it for a little while, but it's very annoying. To, how do you do that? So one of the steps is you set alarms. You have to like, for example, put a rubber band on you, and every time the alarm goes off, you snap it. Like is a, okay, I'm awake. I'm snapping it even throughout the night. Like you have to put an alarm, wake up all night. And like, so basically when you're in the dream and you're dreaming, you're so used to doing this snap routine that you can say, you can figure out you're in a dream. Because if you can't, if something's wrong, if you're not wearing the rubber band or whatever, you're like, I'm in a dream. So how do you ever have a dream if you can't reach REM? Well, you are still sleeping. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't get that far because I'm like, I'm not did waking you, up all night. So did I you just read, literally quit. Did you read Dr. Moon's book? <laughs> no, but I wanted to lose a dream because I used to go to this book club and all these people talked about it. And it's I'm like, very weird. And it's not the first time it's happened was last weekend. I've done ugh, it several so cool times. If you've had a lucid dream, email us. I want it if you've had a sex dream. <laughs> Everyone's had a sex dream. About someone you shouldn't have. Oh, my God. <laughs> But here's the thing, too. I also have had sleep paralysis. Ooh, I've never had. I don't want that. It is well, a, that can be a side effect of learning how to lucid dream. It's not fun. The people that were talking about the lucid dreaming were talking also had uh, sleep paralysis sometimes. So they can kind of go hand in hand. It is terrifying because you you're you know yeah you're uh, you know you're asleep, but you're also cognitively awake if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and you can tell like 
and you're like you frozen. can tell yourself you've got to move your arm move your and like you're screaming mm-hmm. you think but you're it, it's a nightmare Literally. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. And people always talk about specific things they see. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. Like, I've never seen, like, the sleep paralysis, like, demon the that right people witch, talk yeah. about. But I've definitely felt like there's been something standing at the foot of my bed. And, like, <gasps> I can't make myself Yikes. move. That fascinates me, but I don't want sleep paralysis. So I mean, maybe I won't work on lucid dreaming. If I had a sex dream with someone standing at the foot of my bed, I bet I could make myself move. <laughs> <laughs> try hard enough. If I tried try real, I bet I could enough. try real that hard is enough. So and so. Yes. Anyway, I could talk about that kind of stuff forever. <laughs> I find it fascinating. Well, it's your turn. Okay, let's take a quick break. Well, I wish we could talk about dreams and paralysis more because. I love that topic. And sex dreams. <laughs> but I I do have a true crime case to talk about. So I'm just going to bust right into it. In 2003, 20-year-old Megan McDonald lived in Wallkill, New York. She worked at the American Cafe restaurant in Galleria Mall in Middletown. And she was also attending school at SUNY, which maybe they call it SUNY. I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't I look that up. Orange County Community. And I wasn't familiar with this hamlet, but Wallkill is located in the southern portion of New York, but not as far south as NYC. Like, it's not on the little island. It's above that in the the big state state. And at the 2020 census, just because I was curious, had a population of 30,486. Megan's father, Dennis, was a retired NYPD homicide detective. Ooh, fun. I bet he had some stories. Oh, for sure. But he had unexpectedly died of a heart attack a year prior at the age of 47. That's so young. Yeah. Megan was a waitress and also received $1,250 a month in pension benefits after her father's death. Yeah. Being a retired police officer, hope they at least have decent benefits, especially in New York. I know a cop from New York. Maybe I will pick his Ask brain. Him how his benefits See are. See how his benefits are. Oh. Well, on March 13th, 2003, Megan worked until around 3 that afternoon. She withdrew some cash from her bank as soon as she got off, and later that evening drove to a party at Greenway Terrace, which was also in Middletown, which was close to Wallkill. It's all there together. And I looked it up online, and they appear to be townhomes people would rent out, kind of like apartments, but in a townhome style. Her friends wanted her to stay because they were watching a Friends marathon. Love that kind of party. That's a a good time. Yeah, but at midnight, she told them she was going to leave because she had to get up early the next day for work. Oddly enough, 15 minutes later, Megan returned to the party, but she did not go inside. Then, 15 minutes later, she left and drove into a parking lot of Kensington Manor Apartments, which was close by. But she wasn't alone. Someone was blaring music and following her in a dark hatchback car. Someone noticed that both cars drove in a circle in the lot twice. And that was the last that was seen of Megan. Mm-mm. Yeah. The very next day, on March 15th, Megan's body was found in a field off of Bowser Road, which is in Wallkill, just outside of Middletown. She had been bludgeoned in the head 
and dumped out of her own vehicle. Based on the angle, it appeared as though she was hit by someone sitting in the back of her car. So her car was found two days later on March 17th at the Kensington Manor apartment complex, which is where, you know, the witness right. saw her in another car circling the lot. And in the following weeks, months, and years, the police conducted dozens of interviews and followed over 800 leads, but the case went cold. At least for 20 years, one month, and four days. The evidence that police obtained in 2003 was kept all these years, and as forensic analysis tools improved, the investigators conducted new DNA tests. So they kept it quiet. They didn't say what the DNA was, what they were testing, or what the tests were. But once they tested everything, they took their findings into the FBI's Criminal Minds Division to build a profile. This was in quotation marks, so I'm like, is that not a real division? Why is that in quotation marks? Is that not what that whole entire show is about on Netflix? is Is that a real division? I don't know why it was in quotes. But anyway, in April of 2023... Edward Hawley, age 42, was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. And the police have declined what evidence led them to bring charges, but obviously some type of DNA. So turns out, Edward was Megan's boyfriend. She had also recently lent him some money so that he could buy a car. But he refused to pay her back. And they had a big argument. Finally, Megan dubbed him. Edward purchased a purple Honda Civic, and it was known as the loudest car in town because he always blasted his music. After the breakup, Megan put herself back out there, and she went to parties with friends, even started a new relationship, and signed a new lease on an apartment. And of course, this likely didn't make Edward very happy because she was moving on and thriving. She's like, you know what? I don't care. Don't pay me back better off without you. Once Edward was arrested and questioned, he maintained his innocence and said he wouldn't do that because he loved Megan with all of his heart. At the time of his arrest, he was already in the Orange County Jail because he violated his probation on prior narcotics charges. State Police Captain Joseph Colick said, We believe this crime was intimate partner violence. Additionally, Ed Hawley owed Megan a substantial sum of money. He also said it wasn't one piece of evidence that led to the arrest. It was a culmination. After his arrest, Megan's family said, He will forever be billed a monster and a coward. Do not let his current appearance fool you. This is a vile human being. The Orange County District Attorney wasn't so happy that the police didn't consult his office before making the arrest. So because of this, Edward was released overnight. Turns out the standard operating procedure for Orange County criminal cases involves notifying the DA's office first of such pending arrests. So shortly after state police arrested Edward, the Orange County District Attorney David Hoovler said that protocol was not followed. He said that the family of the victim and the entire community deserve to have homicide cases handled in the best way possible to provide the greatest opportunity for offenders to be held accountable. He said that his office will prioritize the investigation 
and the prosecution, which a special prosecutor will oversee, but his office has yet to take the case to a grand jury. A statement from the family reads, Our family is disappointed with today's news regarding the release of Edward Hawley. However, his temporary release was expected. Since Megan was taken brutally from us, we have been advocating for the arrest of the person responsible for her murder. After patiently waiting for over 20 years, we're confident that the police have arrested the right person, Edward Hawley. The process may not be easy or follow our preferred path, but we will not rest until justice is secured for Megan. So this is one of those cases that's obviously still developing. Mm-hmm. I'll be following along, but my sources are Investigation Discovery, New York Times, NBC New York, and Justice for Megan. I think he'll go to prison, but it might be a minute. Those cases are so frustrating. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about fun stuff and lighter things, I have a couple of case updates. Give them to that me. That just happened like in the last couple of weeks. Well, you were gone forever, so. So from our Vermont episode, I don't know if you remember him, Nathan Carmen. he was a younger guy charged with killing his mom off the sea. It might not have been Vermont. It might have been because it was. The murder allegedly happened off the coast, so... But anyway, he died while awaiting trial. Wasn't he young? He was young, and he allegedly killed his mom out at sea to inherit their big inheritance that his grandfather had. Yeah, he was young. He was 29. That's super young. Yeah, and the spokesman for the New Hampshire Department of Justice only has said that the death is not suspicious... Which leads people to think it's death by suicide. Well, I was going to say, any 29-year-old death is suspicious. I agree. Especially in jail. I mean, what are you saying by suspicious? Like, that is suspicious if you can... Did he have pre-existing conditions? Yeah. Did he have cancer? Yeah. Was he asthmatic? Yeah. So a guard at the Cheshire County Jail located in Keene, New Hampshire, discovered Nathan Carmen in his single cell while making rounds early Thursday the 15th. There was no suicide note, and according to his two Connecticut lawyers, both of whom said they are still struggling to accept reports from the authorities of death by suicide, they said they spoke or visited with Carmen on almost a daily basis, and that he was super upbeat and confident that he was going to win at trial. The trial was set for this October, and he seemed optimistic. But another case I covered from Georgia, and we met a guy, I can't think of the podcast. Is this about Justice for DJ? Yes. Okay, I'll mark this off my list because I was going to bring this up to talk to you. One of our, I'm sorry, I can't remember who, sent me an Instagram message like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? And I had not. So I think this might have been from season one. His family reached out to us to cover this case. Yes, it was. It was super early. Yeah, so... His family was totally convinced that his death by gunshot was bullshit. Yeah, foul play, not suicide. The police immediately ruled it as suicide, even though other people were there. They kind of thought they wrote off DJ because he had a history with drugs and, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy he was having a scuffle with before his alleged suicide has been indicted on charges related to DJ's murder. His name is Marshall Payne, and this is huge for his family. It's been seven years, and they've been telling them this whole time, Yeah, look into this. It was not suicide. Right. 
So that's pretty, pretty big. First of all, what's new with you? I guess I'll tell everyone by now. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Lacey's having a baby. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this, but I, you know, I'm in my second trimester now, so I'll announce it on the air. It's very exciting. And I just am tired and puke a lot, so. She's miserable. It's I'm, exciting. It's very exciting. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but man, any, it's hard. Any woman who's ever been pregnant feels everything you're going through. Well, I feel like women haven't led me to believe it was this hard. And I, someone DM'd me on Instagram and was like, oh, girl, it's – she was just going on about it. I'm like, I feel like I never thought it would be this hard. And she's like, well, it's because – we have to put on a serious face so people take us seriously and don't just... I also feel like you forget. Maybe that's it. Like, just block it out. I you have like, the baby. You don't care about that anymore. I feel like you forget just mm-hmm. how miserable those first months are. I'm not doing this because I don't have the time, but I'm like, there needs to be a podcast on actually what is happening because... It's miserable. You're constipated, you're sweaty, and you've... You smell everything. Well, people always say, oh, your breasts will be tender. No, that they is, fucking hurt. That is such a mild way to no. put it. It feels like my nipples are being ripped off by little pliers randomly throughout the day. And I'm like. It's like a sharp pain. This is not tender. This is. <laughs> everyone has lied about pregnancy. I was always oh like. Oh, my God. It feels like Ugh. I have a sunburn on my nipples and a cat scratched it. It's horrible. It. And I just grab my boobs and it like feels better to like. Every man just Push. shut our podcast yeah. off. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. So Lacey's pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm excited, but I'm in that phase where I'm like, things need to physically get better. It'll get better. And I'm sweating my balls off right now. <laughs> it, it'll get better. Oh, boy. And she just got back from her baby moon-ish. Yeah, we took the cruise. It was really fun. The flight was much longer feeling than was I expected. Was it miserable? We took – meds like sleeping stuff i was like like molly no not not the fun no uh because you're pregnant because so we're we like trying yeah no i can only take unisom but i took that and so we feel super tired the plane is super small like i'm talking shut up the, the, the headrest was like the long one the long one was the one small small like i felt like a giant my knees were hitting the seat my knees were hurting my back was hurting Luckily, on the flight back, it was two hours longer because we didn't stop in Dublin. It was two hours longer, but it was so much better because it was like a regular plane. I would have nope. It was so bad. And we were so tired, but we couldn't sleep. So we felt like crap. And we lost seven hours on the way there. Took us like five days to feel normal. It was all fabulous. Went to Barcelona, Cannes, France, Florence, Pisa, Rome. Naples and Palma and Ibiza. And Ibiza, everywhere was super, like, I don't want to say cheap, but affordable more so than the U.S. Mm -hmm. Ibiza, everything was like triple the price. Well, because it's Ibiza. I didn't know what Ibiza was except for on that song. I'm like, what the hell? I haven't been drinking $20. Well, I wasn't drinking the cocktails, but Samuel was. He's like, this is 20 bucks. I'm like. It's like we're in Miami. Yeah. It's a souped up Miami. It's like I don't think of Bat and I in Miami, but everywhere else it was like he could get a beer for four bucks, five bucks. Yeah. And I had all the FOMO because he was, had wine with his Italian <laughs> pasta and I was drinking the – it's a peach, peach tea brand or whatever. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, what would you like? I'm like, Coke Zero because they didn't have Diet Coke. 
No Diet Coke. But at least it wasn't Pepsi. But your pictures looked amazing. Everyone drinks Coke over there. It's weird. They all everybody smokes over there too. Was there a lot of smokers? That was kind of killing me. So if you don't know, pregnant people can smell everything. Uh The smoke and the BO. It was hot and I felt like everyone had BO. I was like It probably didn't. Your nose. No, I'm not saying that supersonic people in different countries have BO. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was a lot of people condensed. We were on trains. Oh no. I would have been dying. Taxis where they didn't use the AC. Oh my gosh. You're really, really selling your trip. (laughs) No. Well, on my first day of the trip, we were in France. It was amazing. Had the best day. Best desserts ever. I'm like, I could be bougie and just stay here for a while. Walking back to the boat, the sidewalk was weird. I don't really know how to explain it. It looked flush with the the pavement. It looked like sidewalk and street and didn't look like it had an edge because they had this weird rock decor on it. It's hard to explain. So I'm walking and I trip and fall, bust my face. I mean, I... I'm healed now, but I've scratched up my face. I have a dangling tooth and a chip tooth that I spit out of my mouth, bloodied, and my knees are bloodied, <laughs> I and I sprained my foot. cannot. And I'm freaking out because I'm pregnant, and everyone's like hovering around me, like freaking out, and I'm just sobbing. And I think it's like from pain, and I was in pain, but I'm like freaking out about the baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like sobbing, and then some... Some Samuel's behind me, and then this everyone else is kind of taking over. And like, yeah, they one woman ran to the cruise ship because we we were like walking right back to it. She ran to it and to tell them, and they got a wheelchair for me. But and then this German couple from the cruise has a safety kit they travel with, <sighs> and then some other guy out of nowhere pops by and he goes, "I'm a surgeon." Blah 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 blah. He's like, "Do you speak German? Do you speak Dutch?" And I'm still like crying and confused, and I'm like, "English." Like, the language you're speaking to me is the same language. Right. Like, why would you go for Dutch or German? So, but I I mean, I'm fine. Were you, like, screaming, I'm pregnant? No, I didn't say anything until I got to the doctor on the cruise ship. I mean, they couldn't do anything. But I was like, luckily, my knee and my face were what, and my my foot. It's like everything hit except my stomach. That's good. But I was still freaking out. Sure. Um, so we went to the ER person. What did they do? When you get to the boat, you're on the chair. I have to take a ferry back to the boat. And so they wheel me onto this ferry. Oh my God. I'm bloody and I'm still, I'm just sobbing and everyone's just staring at me and I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm just like, I I don't freaking care. Everyone's looking at me, look at me. But then we get to the medic and. What is Sam doing? Is he freaking out? Is he like, everything's fine? No, he's just silent. Oh, God. Everyone kept saying, are you here with anyone? I'm like, this is my husband. Oh, no. Sam. You're like, my fucking tooth is hanging out. I'm like, this other surgeon is, he's like, I knew it wasn't that bad because I saw it. I'm like, how dare you? Oh, my God. No. You should have carried me on this boat like the bodyguard, like Kevin Costner. Yeah. But we get back and I don't know if my foot's broken, sprained, whatever, and she won't do an x-ray on me because I'm pregnant, but you can do x-rays. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying she was a bad doctor. I just, she didn't know. She's like, I have no no idea if I can. Oh, oh God. My God. Yeah. Don't know. Feel real good about and you she being called, my caregiver. She introduced herself by her first name, and I'm like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. She's like, hi, I'm Beth. Yeah, that's how it was. And I'm like, okay. did you just come off of the stage doing the- text said underneath just doctor. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if she is a doctor. She was super nice and stuff, but the baby was fine. I didn't hurt my stomach. My tooth was dangling by a thread. So they set me up with an Italian dentist to do off the ship dental work. How long did that, that take until you got to the dentist? Just the next day. First thing. The next the day? Ne- the the next all day. night you had to have a dangle oh, tooth. Oh, yeah, it was dangling. So it's a crown. If For anyone that's like, how the hell can you fix that? It, it's a crown. So it was dangling and I had a root canal under it. Well, I go there, meet this Italian dentist. He knows oh, pretty much, we know enough English and Italian to get between us. I'm like, ciao. Who who would play him in a Lifetime movie? What did he look like? People keep asking me if he was hot. And I, Is he, he wasn't. hot? But Samuel argues with me. He's like, he wasn't bad looking. I'm like, I'm not saying he was bad looking. He just looks like an Italian grandpa. Like Silver Fox? He's Silver Fox, very weathered. He's not hot. Is he like George Clooney? No. Oh. I mean. Is he like Sean Connery? No. Is he in between those two? Mm-mm. He's he worse? Does, well, I mean, he's not. You're terrible at this game. Well, Samuel thought he was a decent looking guy. I was like, he's not cute. He's oh, not like. And you weren't looking. There had to be hot people. There was a good looking guy at customs in Barcelona on the way back. I noticed one good looking person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's too cute to be working this job. No. But anyway, I got crutches. I went to the Leaning of Tower of Pisa the next day. I can't. Went to all the things. Did your tooth get get totally fixed? I'm, okay, so it's fixed. I'm hundred percent. But is was it? Did it take time away from your sight? Yeah, scene? it took about um, half a day off. Oh my gosh! Well, because they had to drive me into a different city, drive me back. I had to go to the medic. I had to do paperwork. Did Sam go with you? Yeah, good. He uh, said like, he was there. probably like, "Sorry, I'm not. I got shit to do. Ciao." Yeah, <laughs> ciao. But it was. It was funny. He, the Italian dentist was comical. And then um, the flowers were beautiful. The landscaping had a great time. It was very exhausting, though. Well, it, I'm glad we did it. But to anyone that ever wants to do like a million stops on a cruise, you're going to be freaking tired. Even Samuel was tired at the end of the day. Well, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was. And I was even looking up stuff that could be haunted while I was there. but Nothing? Well, it was just vague, like, oh, this building, and we went to a million churches, so. Well. There's that. There's that. There's always something going on in Well, it sounds like a fun trip. No, it really was. It was a lot of fun. Oh, on the flight back, the long 10-hour flight, literally in the seat in front of us, was three seats. I Everyone knows I love Love is Blind. Hello, we talk about we it. We talk about it all the time. It's Kyle from Can't believe that like happened. two seasons ago. She posted this picture and I was like, is that, is that what's his name before I can even get out? She's like, yes. Was your face still fucked up and you had crunches? No, I, like, I look like I do now. I was okay. totally, well, You're my healed. foot, I limp a little bit, but I'm, I'm fine. But I didn't say anything. Why? Here's why. He's literally in the front seat of us with his girlfriend. Uh huh. And it's a 10 hour flight. And then, you, yeah, because then I'd been so, weird. Yeah, if I say, oh my God, da da da, then I have that. But at the end of it, if I say it at the end, then he's going to be like, oh my God. She's she been knew. staring at me yes. this whole time. I ran into, flew from Atlanta, got on a tiny plane to fly to Charleston, land in Charleston. I'm in the airport. And did you ever watch Southern Charm? Mm hmm. Not a lot of it. I don't know if I'll well, know. Well, you know, Shep, he's one of the big guys, yeah. one of the main guys. He was at the airport bar. So I'm like, so I'm oh, going to go. Talk to him? 
hold hold all questions. So I'm like, I'm going to go talk to him. So I flew to Charleston to meet another dude. So <laughs> so he's picking me up at the airport, right? So I'm walking to the airport bar and I get probably from me to you to him and he is hammered. Oh, damn. He is like sloppy drunk. And I was like, no, no. Because then you run the risk of him being obnoxious yeah. to you, yeah. saying something inappropriate or rude. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Or he's mad because you approached him. Mm-hmm. And so I just like walked by like I was looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But so I get what you're saying. You didn't really want to say anything. It felt like always too weird of a moment. Yes. I'm yes. like, I'm going to be here for 10 hours and I can like see what he's watching. He's going to be like, <laughs> Lacey oh my was God. stalking him. His fiance was next to him. And she has a rock. I'm talking, that's why they weren't in first class, because he had to buy this ring. Girl, you know that ring probably came from Marshall's. My only complaint is about her. She watched The Notebook on the flight. Okay, I don't like a lot of chick flicks, but I like The Notebook, so but I'm I mean, just saying. on a, I don't know. What, what did you watch? <laughs> Dangerous Game. What is that? John Voight's in it. It's like a, I, I can't think of the whole title. Dangerous Game, a legacy. It's like in between Saw and um, Clue. Okay, not interested. And then I watched, I can't think of the name of it. It's in my Wacky Wednesday notes. Stay tuned. Okay. I, I only watch scary stuff on flights. On flights? When we flew to there's Vegas. There's chopping and there's oh. blood. Oh. <laughs> so people probably think I'm a psycho. I watched The Hangover on the way to Vegas. Okay. I, I shouldn't judge that she was watching The Notebook, but I was kind of like. I like a comedy on a plane. I just felt like it was a weird choice. Well, but they were very lovey They baby. were very lovey. She's engaged. She's mm-hmm. like, look, this is us. Yeah. He's a little shorter than I was expecting. Oh, I look. I think he's the short king all the way around. I mean, I wouldn't say he's below average because I know the average male height's probably like five ten or something. Is he like my height? No, he's he your he's height? like an inch or two taller than me. Okay, well that's not too t- too no, terrible. No, it's not. But I was just I don't know when I see people in life versus TV, I always think they're going to be taller. Well, let me tell you somebody that's super fucking tall, like crazy tall, is um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, I He looks it. like he's seven foot tall in yeah. person. Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. No, that Fly was, back. That was it. Celebrity. Yeah. Couldn't talk to him. Did anyone else talk to them? Not a single person even looked at him. Do you think it bothered me him? with my phone. It probably bothered him. He was probably like, no one's even said anything to me. I was shocked. It's like, going to be swarmed. huge. Paparazzi. Not, not, a, not a person. And I was looking around because he got up and went to the restroom back and forth. He was and- probably doing that shit on purpose. He maybe did. We made eye contact once <gasps> when he like got through, but I didn't give it away that I knew who he was. <laughs> well, your face was hurting. Because he had to like kind of squeeze in there. But um, <sighs> he was very nice to like the, the staff. And well, good. So he's, they seemed like nice people. They seemed very down to earth. Yeah. They seemed, they weren't like being divas about anything. Well, why would he? It's they, love is blind. They kept getting water though. I'm like, come on, at least get a soda. <laughs> they're healthy. They're very healthy. They're just drinking water. Well, they're probably hungover. Oh, I can't drink water. Oh, she drinks some cranberry juice. You are a psycho. <laughs> of course I'm a psycho. Oh my god. I'm a Scorpio. If anyone that's mildly good interesting sits in front of me, that's I'm just Mm-mm. watching you. Mm-mm. Hey, I'm only saying nice things about Well, I um took my kid to camp. He's been at camp for two weeks. He comes mm-hmm. back this weekend. We cannot talk to him the entire time he's gone. He writes us letters. We write him letters. How long does that take to get in? A couple days. 
So it's like I mail a letter on Monday. He'll get it like Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you kind of got to write them like back to back to back so they get them. Yeah. And all of his little letters say like, send me lots of letters. Send me lots of gifts. Oh, my gosh. Send me packages. And so then he, on one of his letters, wrote, you know, like P.S. And, you know, you read Mm -hmm. the back of it and it says, please send gold bands gold wristbands. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't know what that is. So I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm letting a couple of the girls at work read his letter because they have boys Max's mm-hmm. age. And they're like, maybe it's like sweatbands. That's what I would You think. know, like the gold yeah. sweatband. I'm like, well, he doesn't really have, because every night's a theme. Yeah. So they have to dress up. So I'm like, he really doesn't have anything that he would need gold wristbands for. But I Amazon primed them. And and a headband that came with it. And I was like, well, that's fun and quirky. He'll like that because he wears headbands for sports. And I also threw in a little stuffed monkey Mm -hmm. because I call him my monkey. That's his nickname. And he should have got it yesterday. So it should – I ordered it Friday, so it should have been delivered yesterday. So – but something was bugging me about this gold wristband because he asked for it. You still don't know if it's the right band. So he asked for it – both letters that I've gotten from him, he's mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote his dad letters also. And what's so funny is on the back of his dad's letters, it says, mom, comma. And it's like to me, it's to me <laughs> another on, on one about, about these is- gold wristbands. <laughs> Please don't forget these gold wristbands, da, da, da. And I'm like, man, he really wants these fucking wristbands. And the last card that I mailed him, I said, I ordered you some gold wristbands. You should be getting them on Tuesday. And there's also a little surprise in there for you. Yada, yada, yada. So again, this is bugging me. What the fuck are these? What is he? So I'm going through. So there's an app at the camp he's at that you download this app. They do the facial recognition. They send pictures. But there's also, you can check their account status to see how much money they have left. Check out their cabin photos, things like that. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a store, like a camp store, where you can buy things and have them take them to the cabins. So I'm like, I got to look. Maybe there's something in the store mm-hmm. that he's talking about, and I can just buy that and yeah. whatever. Anyways, sure enough, there are gold wristbands. What is that? Well, where's my phone? Is it not a sweatband? Girl, no. He's going to kick my ass. You know how when you go into a bar, you get like that paper band? Yeah. They have those, but they're gold. Is that cool? So let me tell you about these gold bands. So you, (laughs) girl, I was telling the girl at work about it. He's going to be like. And she's like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, yes. Well, he should have been more specific. Do you see them? Yeah. Okay. So there's a a package called Golden Ticket, and it's $75. Holy crap. So it comes with 15 golden wristbands. And so what you do is there's one for each camper in the cabin and for counselors. So you have those wristbands on and you go to the, um, like the store and you can redeem your wristband for one free food or one free drink. That's it. And it's, it's- that's fucking it. Every letter, please buy me these gold wristbands, mom, 
gold wristbands, 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 gold wristbands. So I'm wondering if other kids got these sent to them. And so he wanted to reciprocate. Yeah, maybe it's like other people have been doing it. Well, because when you do this, like I was saying, there's enough. Like this one right here is $100 for 30 gold wristbands. So it's enough for two wristbands for each counselor and to get a free drink or snack to get a free drink or snack i'm like these kids are already all paying for camp first of all well first of all that which is not cheap i'm just saying it's like it's you know not cheap I, mean? I feel like also there is a you have a store balance so you put money into yeah. the store account so it's like a little like a charge account mm-hmm. at the store so he's at camp for 14 days and we put four hundred dollars in there for 14 days. Holy crap. You're not paying rent or anything else while you're there. This is just for yeah. if you want a sweatshirt, if you want ice cream, if you yeah. want drinks. And, you know, he's got $150 left. He's leaving this weekend. Buy your fucking friend some candy out of that. What do you need yeah, this? Yeah, that's, that's yes. kind of weird to me. I mean, oh. I get the whole thing. That's sweet. But at the same time, it's like. Every parent is paying for their kid to go there. So basically what I'm saying is like, I don't know. That just You're kind of making other people feel like they should do it back. Yeah. And I, it's already no. expensive. Yes. So it's, I, I mean, know. I agree. But that I think that that's the thing is yeah. other, other kids may have given him a golden ticket. And he's like, oh, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. But we didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So I sent him sweatpants. He's going to be so. <laughs> he is going to die. Oh, that's so funny. It is that funny. Is really, not, it'll be funny later to him, but now he's going to be so mad. Now he's literally got gold wristbands, <laughs> like sweating to the oldies and a fucking headband. That's so funny. He's going to look like the workout care bear. That's he's going to I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm like, what oh my is god, gold wristband about? because he does wear sometimes when he plays. Sports. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, that's that's what it's. He's hot. He's oh outside god. playing sport. No, I sent him that and a stuffed monkey. He's <laughs> like, my mom hates me. He's, he's just gonna kick oh, that Amazon package off his cabin steps. Like, you don't get these from Amazon. What the fuck is this? Oh my god, he's going to rage like Dale and Step Brothers. Oh <laughs> it's just, man, it's gonna be bad. And he so, has to just write in his letter. I know. Mom. Well, and then and then he sends me one of the letters. He's like, I'm almost out of envelopes. Please send me more things to write with. I sent envelopes and letters last year. Uh-huh. He never wrote me. So oh. this year, I just sent three for me uh-huh. and three for dad. And I, same thing last year, I put stamps on mm-hmm. them. I pre-addressed them. So all he had to do is write the letter, put it in, and just take it to the post office at camp. Right. But I did that last year, and he didn't write us. No. So I just – I was like, okay, I'll just do three for yeah. me. Three for – six letters. He has been writing us every day. Interesting. So I think maybe it's just because he's older now. Maybe. I mean, and it's and it's two weeks, so maybe he's missing yeah, us more now. Yeah. That's interesting. But now he's out of now he's out of envelopes. Oh my gosh, he's up a creek. Gold he's sweat like, bands. I can't even complain. He's like by he, he doesn't even want to go home. Now he's like, he's like I'm, I'm too mad. I'm too mad. Just walk away. So he's, he's just going to be like gold gold wristbands. I mom. can't. So y'all stay tuned oh for this. This God. is going to be. I wish there was an unboxing video. <laughs> oh my God! I wish I could be a fly on the Worst wall that saw that mom like, ever. Oh, boy. Oh, That's Lord. pretty funny, but he'll laugh about that later. Eventually. 
years down the road. Very long time from now. <laughs> so where are we next week? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And you already have your case signed still delivered, I'm done. right? You're I'm right. already done. Yeah, not me. <clears throat> no shocker. You have time. But we have a Wacky Wednesday this week, so stay tuned if you want to hear what movies I watched on that plane. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bye. Bye. Bye.